it's like you think that they're living in a mansion or like on Instagram everything looks so good and happy and that person's really stressed and there's high anxiety and they don't even like the lifestyle that they're in you know they, but it looks like it on social media but it looks great and I think like stuff like this is huge like having podcasts like this because people get to see this like people are gonna be like oh whoa Every, like these are two people on a camera right now and they were both talking about how they were nervous about doing it and I yeah. feel that way Hey everyone, welcome back to Fearless as Fuck the Podcast. I'm your host, Christina Lauren. We have a wonderful guest in the podcast studio today that we are welcoming for our 69th episode, <laughs> which we thought was funny because we were making jokes, silly, you know, adult jokes about the number 69. He's like, that's actually my number. I put it after everything. And what are the odds? <laughs> so welcome, Dr. John Beetle. <laughs> Here we are. What this was absolute destiny. Meant to be, I, and we had to reschedule it for this we had week. To res- it was seriously meant to be. You can't, you can't make this shit up. That's so funny. <laughs> so I hope this episode is sixty nine percent better than last week's it, episode. You know what? This show just got sixty nine percent better. <laughs> oh Absolutely, my, my day just got sixty nine percent better. Perfect. Today. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, for those of you who do not know John Beetle, he is here from Las Vegas and works out of Torture Gym on Rainbow here in Las Vegas, which is an Olympian level strength training gym. Um, a chiropractor practice practitioner and functional medicine doctor. Did I get that right? Yeah, you did great. Awesome. And also I'd like to say, and I was going to tell you this before, but since you fixed my shoulder, I have been a hundred percent better. So, and I'm not even (laughs) exaggerating, but I was actually in the gym last night and I've been, for those of you who are listening, I've been experiencing some nerve. How would you explain what was going on with my shoulder? Actually, it was like a little bit of shoulder impingement. Okay. Yeah. So basically I, did you do the thing where I told you to just yell at it? Did you try that? Did no, that but I, oh, but shit. okay, Damn it. okay. <laughs> so I guess have. it was on me then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You had a shoulder impingement. It's super common, especially for people that train all the time. Right. And especially like working in the industry, you know, so I, I see shoulder injuries quite often, especially, you know, being with all the bodybuilders, a little bit of everything in there. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. It was really frustrating because I was experiencing like a loss of power when I mm-hmm. would strength train anything with shoulders. Um, I would get to like a mid-level range of any kind of weight and that arm would just kind of go numb. Mm-hmm. and lose power as if somebody had hit an off, hit an off switch, which yeah. was extremely frustrating because it didn't feel like it was completely injured, but I just couldn't figure out what was wrong with it, which led me to having those issues in my jaw and some of those cracking in my ears. And for the first time in my life, I had been experiencing things that I had never. Right. It's scary too. Cause like, honestly, I tell all my patients after 30, it's all downhill. Right? Oh, great. So, awesome. I just so, turned 36. So, We're over. way on the way Oh, down. you're doing way better than me then. You're doing way better than me. But it's just funny how like, you know, you start to develop pain and you're like, oh, it's just going to go away. Yeah. You know? It didn't. And it got then worse you're for like, sure. oh, I'll be fine. Like I always draw, I love, you've been through it, right? You know how I love to draw and educate my patients. And I was just talking to someone about this the other day, the time and load effect, mm-hmm. you know, like over time we've done something that causes pain. And then we used to recover really quickly. And then now we're not recovering as quickly as we used to. And then we kind of hit that panic and then our pain gets worse. And then we're like, shit, what do I do? Yeah. And then that's when we seek help. And then I believe, and you went through this, right? Like day one with me is so boring Mm because it's so much education, right? But I'm really big on like education and teaching the patients how to treat yourself so that you don't have to rely on me. Like I think you and I only work together probably like what? 
maybe times. four times. Yeah, yeah, four times, but it's just a lot of education. It's not for everyone, right? Right. Because it's a, I put a lot in your court of like teaching you what you need to do, mm-hmm. how to stay active. Awareness. Yeah, awareness, right? Just what to do. Like, okay, my arm's kind of getting a little weak. Okay, yep, Dr. Beetle taught me this one exercise to open it up. Open it up. And then once we do that, okay, yeah, it's starting to feel a little bit better. Decrease the load and volume mm-hmm. and then go from there. Yeah, it was really interesting yeah. working through that. But I did, I was able to get back to shoulder <clears throat> press last night with like my old max without any pain. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And I was like, okay, don't get too excited. Like, let's take like, it easy. Oh, but okay. yeah, 69th <laughs> show tomorrow. <laughs> my shoulder's good. Let's go. Let's get this job. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about how you got into your career. Because yeah. I do, and I have sent a lot of people to you as well, just because of one, you're bedside manner, which I think is like really important for people who are one scared to talk to doctors and two, just like what you were just saying, experiencing injuries or things for the first time and, or they've gone somewhere else and haven't gotten any real help. Um, so I was really impressed with your thoroughness and you know, your passion about your job. So I'd love to hear kind of how you got into that. Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, it's, um, man, it's kind of crazy thinking about it. I just had this dawn on me just the other day when I was driving to practice. Um, so when I was in eighth grade, I was the I wanted to be really good at lacrosse and I wanted to have a lot of friends, right, and make friends and be social. But I was like the short little fat kid and like and I wasn't good at lacrosse. And my mom took me to a chiropractor and the guy was awesome. Like he just taught me more about my body and instead of just like adjusting, it was just like destined to have that guy, right? And he was like, Hey, you know what? What do you eat for lunch? And I was like, well, I'm short and fat. Like, I eat Wendy's and drink sweet tea every day, you know? And living in Ohio, like, you can only imagine what you eat at lunch. And he was like, okay, cut out the sweet tea. And instead of eating the sandwich, why don't you just get like, a salad? So I did that. And then I kept eating meat, though. Of course, I'm not a vegan. But no offense to vegans. But what I did was I did that. I ended up losing, like, 20 pounds. I got better at lacrosse. And I stayed funny. And I made more friends. It was great. So after that, I was like, that was the coolest experience I've ever had. And then uh, for functional medicine, you know, I'm really passionate about that Mm -hmm. and anyone that knows me that. So functional medicine, for those of you that might not know, uh, functional medicine is basically like it's still all the same testing as conventional medicine. I'm not I'm not one of those practitioners that's going to make you put your butthole in the sun and think it's going <laughs> to heal your body, you know? Uh, that's that bedside man that you're yes. talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I'm a normal person. I, I make jokes. Normal person. I, I'm yeah. a very, very normal person. I'm still prof- I'm the most, what do I say, the most unprofessional professional you're ever going to meet, right? But I, but I really care about all my patients, and when it's time to be serious, I'm serious. But um, how I got into functional medicine, though, my dad, um, him and I were never really close, but, you know, once he started getting sick, like, you know, you only got one parent, you know, so once he started getting sick, I moved back to Wyoming, and he had all the symptoms of type 2 diabetes, you know, and, but his labs were a little high, what the provider deemed, and he was like, Dave, you're good, you know, just why don't you just tighten up your diet a little bit, here's this booklet, and my dad was dyslexic. So we gave my dad this book on nutrition, and the guy can't read. Like, so it's it's like, like yeah, it's like so what, the, what the hell's going on, right? And you have in the chart that guy, that Dave was dyslexic, right? So he told him to follow up in, with them in six months. We followed up, and full blown type two diabetic. And then within four years, you know, it's non alcoholic fatty liver disease, cirrhosis, decline, gangrene death happened just so fast right and then my brother Davey passed away about six months after due to alcoholism so that made me kind of like open up my eyes a little bit like I used to just want to do like chiro and strength and conditioning 
And then I was like, whoa, wait a second. Like there's so much more that we can do for people. Um, so what I did, I, I'm a nerd, right? I am a nerd. I don't act like one, but I am one. So I did a lot of research on the scope of practice for chiropractors and their scope in a lot of states. It's different everywhere. That's what's so crazy. Like if I was in Oregon, I could help deliver a baby. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. I don't know anything about delivering babies, but you can. But in that state, you could. But in that state, I could. (laughs) In New Mexico, you could prescribe pharmaceuticals, right? But those states have like higher necessities for things like that. So I I guess, I don't know, depending Mm -hmm. on their scope. So I wanted to go to a state that had one of the hardest like boards to get into. And Nevada has a pretty difficult board to get into. Like when you look at the history of Nevada chiropractors, there's not a lot coming in here, mm-hmm. right? So that means that there's a lot of older guys here. And as like, I, I do love Nevada and I hate like dog and medicine. Um, and I don't think that there's necessarily um, bad doctors. I think that there's bad models, right? So like people go and see this primary care physician and that poor guy or girl, they get seven and a half minutes with you. And then they also have to see 70 people a day. Whoa. That volume is high. That sucks, right? And then it's all insurance-driven. Like, I can't tell you how many times I hear, I've got the best insurance. Okay. Here's your blood slip. What the hell? That was $3,000. Yeah. Because the lab company has to charge your insurance company so much money just to even get money back for those labs that it costs and the labor, you know? So when you think about it, you're paying your deductible. Right, I'm going on a t- tangent right now, so everyone bear with me. But you pay your d- insurance deductible, right? And then you pay your copay. And if you haven't met your deductible, then you're still paying out of pocket. So now you're paying three times on one service instead of just going straight and saying, hey, this is what's going on with me. Can you please help me? Right, and that's the cash rate model. So when people look at cash rate models, they're like, um, I'd rather use my insurance. And it's like, that's okay. It's just going to take a little bit longer, right? Because mm-hmm. like with my dad, you know, I mean, I see it all the time, like doing functional medicine, it's, it's challenging, right? But I don't overstep my boundaries. Like if someone needs to go to a cardiologist, you're going to the cardiologist, right? right? I, you will have that referral right away. If you need an MRI, you're going to get an MRI, right? You, I mean, you know how it is with yep. me. Like I'm very like, by that. like if you need labs, you're getting labs. Um, and you would hope that would be how it would be most times, mm-hmm. especially for someone coming in who doesn't know anything about this stuff exactly. and just gets kind of like thrown in circles. Yeah. I mean, damn, I can't tell you how many times I have patients that are like, you know, at the end of the day one, I'm like, okay, so do you have any questions? And they're like, you've just answered every question I've ever had. About. And then some. And then some, right? And yeah. then you made some really terrible jokes. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but it's just crazy how like you again and that falls back on the business model right so like what are chiropractors notorious for they're notorious for like you get in you get the same adjustment every day you get slapped on the butt okay i'm gonna see you for the rest of your life i mean that's cool i would like to be friends with you forever but i don't think you need to be in my office every day right Right. i'm not hounding you to get in here like the job is to teach the patient what they need to do but those business models are what keep patients in Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah so then when i looked at functional medicine The concept of it is what we want to do is we want to figure out the root cause of what's going on with the patient, right? So you go, so let's use my dad, for example, right? He goes to the hospital. Let's say he goes to a functional medicine provider. He has a lot of symptoms and they're like, whoa, Dave, you know what? Your labs aren't there for a full-blown type 2 diabetic, but I think I'm going to treat you as if you were one so that we avoid it because Mm -hmm. type 2 diabetes is really bad, right? right? That's terrible. There's so many other diseases that lead with that. So we need to help you now, Right. And then you have two types of providers, especially with functional medicine and just like anything in life, right? Um, what I've learned 
is with functional medicine, you have two types of providers. You have Dr. A, which is going to do every single test under the sun on you. And I'm telling you everything. You're going to come in and it's just like anyone talking about hormones. Oh, let's do urinary analysis. Let's do blood. Let's do stool. Let's do hair. Let's do saliva. You're going to find a positive on that test. You'll find a positive on me today if you wanted to, right? It's just everyone's physiology is different. And then that provider, Dr. A, is going to give this patient so many supplements. And you don't, who, you're, this person's coming to you to make their life less stressful. This is like overkill. And now you just made their life, hey, I want you to put 50 pills down your throat today. Okay, well, now this sucks. And now I'm just going to have the day sitting on a toilet peeing because I'm drinking all this water because I'm not trying to choke to death from all the pills <laughs> you're giving me, you know? So it just kind of adds more on the plate, right? Whereas, like, you know, how I treat with functional medicine, you kind of tell me what's going on. Like, we talked about some things, too, you know, and with all my patients, like, we address one test right away that's going to give us the most amount of information. Right. Once we get that test, you and I sit down, we go over it top to bottom. You know how it is. Like, I will go over every single marker. I will write it out for you. I will draw it out for you, whatever we got to do. And then once I explain it to you, then we go over lifestyle changes first, right? Some people don't need supplements. Some people are like, hey, I work 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. every day, and then I don't sleep, and then I party and I drink, you know? Wow. Okay, can we start off with maybe partying twice a week instead of seven days a week? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, say and there's words. small things I don't think that you would think about hearing from going to right. a doctor. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, like, for example, my dad, I think the hardest thing and, like, when it really, like, flipped a switch on me, um, I wrote a nutrition program for him. And just easy diet. I'm not a registered dietitian, but it's hard to tell, like, clean food to eat. Right. right? Um, and I'm from Cheyenne, Wyoming, so that's an hour north of Denver. It's not a small town, but it's a small town, mm -hmm. right? And so I wrote out a nutrition program for him. And I go to the shop one day, his machine shop, and I'm like, what are you doing eating biscuits and gravy from Carl's Jr.? And he goes, this isn't fast food. This is breakfast. You know, so, like, it dawns on you, like, whoa. This is what general population, like a lot of the education factor. Yeah. Right? When it's like, hey, Dave, like, okay, if he was my patient, what do you eat in a day? Oh, I eat biscuits and gravy, a hamburger, and a salad. Okay, where do you get the biscuits and gravies from? Carlson Jr. You see, that's you just got to ask the patient more questions. People want to be heard, right? Yeah. Just like a podcast. People want to be heard. They want to listen to things. They want to hear other people's stories. And when I ask patients, okay, where do you get that from? How long have you been taking it? Do you feel better? Right? Like, for example, like I share this story all the time. Like, my mom wanted B vitamins from me. And I go, let's order your labs first. Because it's, why would I, why would we do, why would I have you buy B vitamins if you don't necessarily need B vitamins? Right? Because you might have heard something cause, somewhere ooh, on yeah, the internet. I saw this person on TikTok and they're showing B12 up their nose and doing 10 jumping jacks and they feel great. Okay, that's whatever. They're just trying to sell you something, but you have to buy their B12s and then you have to Interesting. Do yes, and yes, buy their B12s and then you have to do their stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's always like, I'm, I'm not like overly skeptical, but I'm like, okay, well, let's break down the car. Show me the car facts. Yeah, right? so for like, sure. Where's this supplement from? Um, who's recommending it? Who wrote the study? You know what I'm saying? So that, that's, it's just wild. So when I got into functional medicine, and seeing the stuff that I got to deal with, it was really, it was, it's stressful. Like I get cases that are really, really hard, right? Like, and then I just think of my dad and then I think of my brother and then I'm like, whoa, 
those are lifestyle modifications that could get them around longer. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they could be just small adjustments with more right. of a knowledge base that, like you were saying, depending on where you live, where you grew up, how your mm -hmm. parents raised you, and just your overall knowledge base, you might not even be thinking about those adjustments making significant changes in your life. I was talking to a girl the other night who I work with in the nightclub industry mm -hmm. and she was talking about her ADHD and her depression and her anxiety and her energy levels and all these things that were wrong. Um, and also her gut issues because she's having a lot of gut issues. And I was like, okay, well, how's your nutrition? And she's like, oh, it's garbage. Right. And I was like, okay, well, how about we start there? Right. And most people, including my own mom, on a different level, when I talk about like what could be done by just like a basic nutrition meal plan or maybe even some tracking to see, oh, that's way too hard. And I think it just seems hard because of the way I the way it's said. But yeah. those things, I mean, I'm no expert. You're the doctor. but And I'm no dietitian either. But I do know like what can help right. your internal health just from like the foundational, yeah. you know. You know, I think that like you, you're really spot on with everything you just said i think the thing that you know when people go well that's too hard the hard thing is change yeah people are you know kind of like what we were talking about before the show like you know you want to do something but you're like nervous to do it and you yeah. know you'll do really well at it right but then you don't but then you're like oh, story of you're my life like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like over here like yeah. great, like, like holding oh, my hands <laughs> turn the show hit the cough button yeah. hit the cough button you know but it's like it's the change yeah. in the aspect of things, right? Like, I mean, I've had patients where, you know, well, just, just re recommend me these hormones. Mm. Get me to a hormone specialist. Okay, but, you know, are those hormones going to make you feel better or is that is that a want or is that a need? Because is it, is it a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah, because I'm looking at your labs right now and your hormones are fine, but we got a lot of lifestyle stuff we got to work on, right? And then when you tell someone like, I think that's one thing too with like medicine that is hard for people because you envision two types of doctor's appointments. You walk out, you're fine. You walk out, you're going to die. Yeah, you're dying. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> you have seven days left to live. Have fun having that Such headache. Such extremes. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like no middle ground. Yeah. And um, I think the most important thing is like when you have patients, like you have to, or clients, like whether you're a doctor, a trainer, someone that works in the food industry, like be real with people. You know what I'm saying? Like there's patients that I tell, hey, you know what? This pain might not go away completely, but I'm going to teach you how to make this pain or whatever's going on manageable. Yeah. And then once I teach it to you, you need to apply it. And right. now you are providing for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy though. But like what you said, like, when people are in their environment and they don't feel good, I think that's like what's really going on a lot today. I sound like such a boomer saying that. Like I'm like, but it's oh. the truth. But like people are like in their environment and they're like, oh man, I want to change. And then they talk to people about wanting to change. And then they find that person, like what it sounds like that girl had with you. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, ah, do I though? Yeah. You know, so it's, com it's comfort at the yeah. same time. I told my mom this because she, um, she is going through the same thing that we were talking about earlier with like doctors and she's had, um, she's had heart issues. She's had cancer in the past. She's like gone through a, a lot. Oh. And so when things come up for her, she's very skeptical also because she watched her own father get over prescribed and you know, yeah. just like 
dwindle away because of overprescribed medications yeah. that he probably didn't need. And you know, when she got sick with cancer, she went down the rabbit hole of studying and going kind of more in the holistic direction. Yeah. And when she'd bring up certain like lifestyle things to her doctors, <sighs> they did not yeah. like it. You know, that's one thing <laughs> but, that's crazy. Don't ever, don't question the doctor. I'm yeah. Doctor. Like why? And I'm like, if someone brings up information to me, I'm like, that's awesome. Where'd you find that? See, these doctors would make fun of her. Yeah. They would, they would tell her she's a hypochondriac and mm -hmm. like, she's, she's doing too much. And she's like, I have cancer. You know what? Well, like, I understand, I understand how yeah. you could ma maybe like just overwhelm yourself, but she wasn't overwhelming herself. And to be honest, if she hadn't been doing what she was doing and giving them so much pushback, she wouldn't have found out she had this blockage in her heart. Like she demand, she went in there and like wow. demanded because she was like, something was wrong and she knew it. And they wound up giving her tests that they had like denied her of something along those lines. And they found out she had a 98% blocked artery in her heart. And she was actually experiencing the things that she was saying when they were telling her that she was kind of imagining things. Oh my and gosh. so they wound Oops. up putting a stent in her heart and it saved her life. But it was it was crazy. So I can understand why my mom is the way she is now wow. when things are coming up with like her thyroid and things yep. like that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I had told her about the whole nutrition thing. Like, why don't we just, you know, why don't I have you track your food for mm -hmm. a week? She's like, oh, I don't want to have to do that. And I was like, what if your life depended on it? What if, and I don't mean, I didn't mean it in, in no, a mean way cool, at all. Though. She's probably going to listen to this, but I, I did this <laughs> out of love because I was like, and this is goes for a lot of people. Yeah you will very easily pump drugs into your system or do aesthetic procedures to yourself and pay for them to make yourself look a certain way. But if I tell you that I just want to put you on a nutritional plan to help your overall well-being yeah. and not even a quote-unquote diet, but just like let's see how much you're intaking and like let's see where the surplus or deficit is and let's see where the nutrient balance is and you're going to tell me that that's too hard. That's where my mind yeah. gets blown. <laughs> go, someone will get a. It's so crazy living in Vegas. Uh, Vegas is wild. <laughs> I, I, I love it here, but like it's like, okay, Mrs. Jones, and I'm just just fictional. I talk about Mrs. Jones all the time. She's just the most famous, notorious imagination imagination patient in my office. But Mrs. Jones, you need to get your shoulder work done. You can't lift your arm. Yeah, I'm gonna go get this BBL though. <laughs> and I'm going to go to Wet Republic this weekend, though. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Not actually, but it's like to that extent, you know? Like, and then when the threshold hits, that's when people panic. And then they're like, fuck, I need help now, 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 now. Right. And then it's, and it's like, like, why can't this happen faster? Why can't you get me better faster? Oh, my God. I deal with that all the yeah. time. I see that all the time. This shit doesn't work. Okay. You're not following the process. There's patience, right? Like, I'm not I'm not a magician. Yeah. I'm not. And no one is. No one's a miracle worker here. Yeah. But it's what makes a miracle is like the teamwork. Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I tell patients, it's um, going into a new provider. It's like learning a new play in sports. Yeah. It's going to look like shit at first. It is because it's a new relationship. You're in pain. You're it not checks feeling your well. ego a little bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. And like you're in pain, you're not feeling well. And I'm trying to manage your emotions and also manage your pain in your body. Yeah. Right? So it looks like shit at first, but then you keep running that play over and over and over again. And now it's your best play.
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's but you got to stick to it. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think people have that level of like discipline a lot or they mm-hmm. don't think that they do. And that's what yeah. keeps them from going. One of my favorite new clients who I have recently, um, she had told me when she was going to start me, she's like, I'm not going to follow a nutrition plan. I probably won't be able to train like this. You know, she was already like self-deprecating. Yeah. I'm like, well, why are you telling yourself this? You haven't even started. And it was so crazy because when I actually started training her, she's like so motivated and so happy and so excited and like actually really strong. And I'm like, see what you did to yourself before you even started. And this is what a lot of us do. I've shot myself in the foot every time I come in here. I'm like, even now at 69th episode, I'm like, am I really a podcast host? Can I actually sit here and hold a conversation with someone who might be more intelligent than I am? But that's the negative self-talk and deprecation we can do to ourselves on a regular basis. Exactly. But then you do it and then it's like, oh God, I'm so glad I did that. And like, that builds I the do confidence that again, skills. Right? And, that, and that's the most important thing. Like I had someone uh, call me the other day. It was a chiropractic student. And they wanted some like business advice. Right. And I always talk to students about stuff. Um, and he was like, so like, how, how did you just meet all of these famous people? And how, how the hell are you doing what you're doing? I've only been out of school three years. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've, it's, and go, you're working with Olympians and Olympians, professional sports teams. The, yeah, professional sports teams, guys on the nights, uh, Bellator fighters, you know, UFC guys. You know, it's just, and it's it's great. I wanted to do all of this in my entire chiropractic career. And then I was like, fuck it, we're doing it now. We're just, we're hitting the button. We're just going to jam it. Because the worst that happens, and this is exactly what I told a student, you, wake, you walk up to someone, you shake their hand, hi, how are you doing? I'm John Beadle. Hi, how are you? What do you do? Oh, I'm a chiropractor. Person either says, oh, that's awesome. What do you do? Or they say, oh, cool. Okay. Nice to meet you, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Now you know their name. You don't have to, they don't have to be your patient, but you know their name and you just potentially made another friend. And that person might just go say, hey, I don't like chiropractic, but you're talking about a chiropractor. I just met this guy, John Beadle, the other day, right? And then it just gains traction. But it is really scary for people though too, right? Because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, li- there. yeah, I feel like in Vegas too, it's kind of hard, right? Because everything's kind of like a mirage here, you know, like. This people- doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like people are like driving Lambos, but pulling up to an apartment, you know? And it's like, you think that they're living in a mansion or like on Instagram, everything looks so good and happy and that person's really stressed and there's high anxiety and they don't even like the lifestyle that they're in, you know? But it looks like it on social media. But it looks great. And I think like stuff like this is huge, like having podcasts like this because people get to see this. Like people are going to be like, oh, whoa. Like these are two people on a camera right now and they're both talking about how they were nervous about doing it. And I feel that way. I think that's that's why I shifted into podcasting Mm -hmm. and less of like social media influencing when this first started because I didn't like who I was showing up as on social media years ago. And I... It was like a smack in the face when I realized that. And that's also what I think has made me shy away as much as I did. Yeah. Besides sharing my story and, you know, my fitness career and helping like my training yeah. business, what I used to be on social media is completely different right. than what I want to show up as now. And I felt like the podcast was real right. and it was reality. And I was bringing people on here with real stories and it wasn't not to shit on people, but there's a lot of gossipy podcasts out there that are like oh really God, a bunch yeah. of fucking trash. Yeah. And I... Yeah, it's really it's really I disgusting. Mean, it, but it, yeah, I wanted to provide a platform where we could bring real stories on and 
and just show some realism because social yeah. media is such a it's such a great tool, but it can also be such a toxic place. God, it's crazy, isn't it? Like I, I love all my classmates and my peers, and it's so like humbling, like meeting up with people and they're like, "Oh my god, like you're killing it," or like seeing friends and family and they're like, "Oh my god, you're killing it," you know? And it's like I am so busy, I don't even get to take that in, right? Because like that, like sometimes like people don't get it. Like there's so much that goes into this. You get it right and there's people out there that do get it like there's people out there right now you guys are making a business and you're going through the grind and your bank accounts in the red and you're like fuck i'm almost there you got to keep going you have to keep going right like i started genesis with like hardly any money like literally my wife and i we were at this one practice and they were doing some super super suspect shit over there and we i left a month and a half before our wedding our wedding venue got destroyed 11 days before our wedding we found a new venue Plus started a new business. Life was so scary and you just show up every day and you just treat the people that want to spend their time with you with respect because God, how humbling is that? Like people want to come to my office and they want to see me. Like I put that first. That's like, holy fuck, that's really cool. Thank you, right? And so that's why I take my job so serious. Like when you're with me, I mean, <laughs> if Paulina and Michelle are watching this, they'll, they'll know this. <laughs> I'd never like to be interrupted with patients because every minute is what they're paying for and they're paying to see the provider mm -hmm. right so i never like any time to be interrupted with the patient because that's their hard-earned dollar and they're choosing to spend it with me right that's fucking awesome right? see i think that energy and attitude though yeah. is why you continue to be successful yeah. and i think that's what people need to be reminded of if they're yeah. in a position or a business where they offer a service yeah. and it is either with hospitality or just customer yeah. service or, you know, whatever their business is, hair, makeup, lashes, any yeah. kind of tech that you're working one-on-one -on -one with people, that is their time that they're dedicating to you. And yeah. it's really important to be, yeah, it's huge. to be, to be present and also to remain humble uh, oh, because fuck. it will get you so far. It will nip you in the <laughs> ass. Like sometimes like when I have like, I don't want to like post accomplishments because I don't want to sound like snooty right so like i think like the i mean if you were to write three things about john beetle you would have my wife and my dogs and lacrosse that would be like the only things because they're the only things that like really mean the most to me right now you know i love my family my family is my family right like my foster family my guardianship family my mom and my siblings you know like we're all super close like they're important but like those are my top three things you know like I couldn't be doing any of this right now if it wasn't for Ricky, right? She's been by my side through all this and this has been fucking crazy, you know? So like, there's just so much that goes into this, like the late nights, um, doing like a little demon devil squawk in your car driving like, fuck, <laughs> this is so fucking hard. When you're by yourself and the person at the red light's just looking at you and you're like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah, you're like, don't <laughs> mind me. Don't look, don't look at me, sorry, don't, don't just. Look away. Don't you have tuna windows? Look away. <laughs> Gotta get tuna windows. But like it's, and then like the people that come back to you, that's even more humbling. And then those are people that make that list too, right? Because yeah. it's like, damn, you build like, you have like a tribe. You have like, you, ha you have a fearless tribe now, right? And I have a Genesis tribe. And then you just put the tribes together and then you, you just grew two communities or merged two communities. Yeah. Like how fucking cool is that? I think it's easy to forget. Yeah. Because I get, I mean, even like when you had told me about the, or when I had asked you about the podcast, like I applied a long time ago and I was like, what did I not check my podcast submissions? Cause I forgot I had made that. And it, I was like, he wants to be on my podcast and like, you're not, you're one of many. And I just, 
I don't know. I don't really see yeah. this as what other people see it as yeah. because it was such a passion project. Yeah. But then I started realizing how many lives it was impacting. And then that's why I wanted to keep going because yeah. even though I thought I was done, even though I thought I didn't have anything else to say and it wasn't good enough or whatever right. kind of negative stuff I could have said yeah. about myself. I'm like somebody but like self doubt. Yeah, yeah. Somebody will message me that same day and be like, this episode hit me so hard. I did not know that I was, wasn't alone. How cool is that? That kind of thing. How, how fucking cool is that? Yeah. And like, so you don't like realize what you're doing for people. Right. And that's the stuff that like really like motivates you to do the next one. Yeah. Right. So I'm glad that you pulled out the X files and found me for the 69th episode. The timing. Yeah. The timing to be. That's seriously so funny. Now, what is, um, I know we don't have too much time today, but I know there's a lot of things coming up for mm -hmm. you. You had mentioned that you have a product, a really important interview, to, or not interview, but meeting today for a product yeah. that you've been developing. Yeah. So gosh, it like, you know, we're just talking about our wild days. Like you have an amazing interview you're getting to, like we have such, I'm presenting a project. Um, I had a full day of patience and then I came here and then I'm going straight to that meeting and then I go straight to the desert dogs game. Crazy day. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> a typical John Beetle yeah. Friday. Right? Typical, same, same. Typical, <laughs> typical day for the entrepreneur. Right. But yeah, so I'm so excited. Uh, um, you know, this goes back to like being just like a kind person, right? This is a pretty funny story. This is a good one to wrap up on because it'll keep people wondering. Mm -hmm. But um, so I have a patient that works for Insomniac Records, right? And they're the owners of EDC and tons of raves. And uh, this guy came in. This is a really cool functional medicine case. So he had a previous chiropractor, just did the same song and dance adjustment on a really nice guy. They liked him a lot. It's just it was the same thing, and they weren't getting better. I mean, he had this really bad rib pain, intercostal pain. And I was going over his intake, and I said, hey, man, like, no offense. Like, I see some, like, rosacea on your face. Like, what's your gut like? And he was like, it's terrible. He goes, I have the worst. He goes, I can't eat. I have my bowels are terrible. Like, this is just, like. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> and I said, okay, here, I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to get rid of your rib pain and I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to teach you how to stay out of pain. And after that, you're going to do a stool test and I'm going to make you feel even better. And he stuck with the process, made him feel better. Did the GI map. This guy lost weight. No more rosacea on his face. Um, regular bowel movements. Um, Trusted the process. Not off. It, yeah. Uh, Sir, he, you know, I think I believe he said that there was a little bit of quite a bit of depression there, not depressed anymore. And so this guy gifts me, I'm such an idiot. This guy gifts me all of these EDC tickets and they just had G on them. And I thought they were general admission. So my wife and I go, we are just typical Midwestern people, <laughs> brought a fucking thank you card for this man at EDC. If you've been to EDC, why the fuck would you do that? It's going to get so dirty and you're going to lose it. So it's whatever. So go to EDC and we're too polite. We didn't want to annoy this guy. So we had no idea what type of wristbands we had. So he even gave us like he, he took such good care of us. So we didn't want to annoy him. So we're walking around EDC. We're sitting in all those godforsaken sweat dungeon porta potties. We are in the middle of all these crazy mosh pits and we paid for every single drink. And then I saw him on Monday and he goes, where were you? And I said, I was there. And he goes, dude, Cascade wanted to meet you. Um, I told everyone about how much you helped me. Like I hyped you up so much. Like you're an imaginary friend, like Mrs. Jones, you know? And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, you had artist guest passes. You could have gotten a golf cart ride anywhere. You had air conditioned bathroom. Every drink and food was free. The guys at the door didn't even know what the fuck I had. I had no idea what I had to do. 
no idea. So I, I guess I got to run it back. Yeah, so, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got to run it back. So that leads me to that meeting. So I'm going to go, I've been working on a little project for the past three years of EDC and I've been using all my friends as little test dummies. They had no idea. So now they know <laughs> if I ever gave you anything during EDC, not extracurricular stuff, um, then you were a part of my little study. And so I'm going to actually talk to them about how I can enhance the project at EDC of, you know, providing chiropractic functional medicine for all the insomniac like employees, because there's so many people that put all this work into setting up the stages and coordinating with the DJs. Like they're, and they don't have anyone that's treating them. Yeah, so that's a lot I, of work too. Yeah, so I want to put together a little um, project where I get volunteers. And what I do is I'll have volunteer assistants help me just checking people in. They'll get tickets to EDC, hopefully. We'll, I'll get something figured out for them. And I'll have volunteers coming in and help me. And I'll treat the people there. And then we'll all have a blast at EDC. And then that's going to become a little tradition. Amazing. And then hopefully it'll grow into something like this. That's exciting. Yeah. I am really excited for you. I feel like there's so much more I want to talk to you about. So yeah. we might have to do a part two of this because oh, I feel like just yeah. your story in general and, um, you know, yeah. your desire to help and motivate and inspire people beyond like your practice is really important. So yeah. we'll definitely have you back to talk I'd more about that. I'd love to be back that. anytime. I yeah. guess I'll have to come for 169. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> so you better get to work. <laughs> yes. Um, well, thank you so much. And for those yeah. of you guys um, looking for any help with any of the things that he talked about today i'm sure we can speak for both of us and you can absolutely reach out to us we'll drop drop dr john beetle's information <laughs> here below so you guys can reach out to him and again he's over at torture gym here in las vegas and do you have anything else to wrap up with nothing i just want to thank everyone for being a part of this ride thank you so much for having of me course. on and thank you everyone for helping us get set up and having to listen to my terrible voice i'm sure it's i'm just gonna cringe when i hear it. i'm gonna be oh my god you know. see self-deprecation yeah. we're not gonna do that anymore <laughs> all right guys we'll see awesome. you next time thanks guys